Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday matinee to you, gentlemen. Hello, Steve, Andy. Good morning, good morning. Adios. No, I can't say that. I gotta come up with <laughs> something. Say, I have no, like, green. Aloha. There is only one word you can say here. <laughs> no, but Andy owns good morning, good morning, good morning. I've got Hondo at the end of things, but in the, I don't I don't have a 
stock greeting to go to. Like, this is top of the morning? No, I can't do that. No? It, it just, oh, <laughs> this is horrible. What? Yeah. What? How about I'll just start each show with, I'm not awake yet. You just need to do <laughs> the is... fonts and just go, hey. hey oh. <laughs> Derivative. No. <laughs> It's good to be here. It's good to be here. So I, I only have um, one new release movie that I could... Well, actually two, because we're talking about uh, Ocean's 8. I did manage to see Ocean's 8. I don't think we're going to talk a whole lot about that here, but I finally saw Deadpool. And uh, that took me way too long to see. I was so excited about it. I feel like three weeks ago, and I never got around to it. I saw it. I had a really good time. That's, yeah, all, that's, that's what I want to say. There are a lot of a lot of haters. Yeah, that's that's so last month. I mean, didn't that come out in February? <laughs> when did that come out? No, I. Well, I'm glad you February. got to. I'm glad you got to see it because that's one that it's not. There's some movies I feel like I'm really excited for them, and if I don't get to see them in the first couple of weeks, there's other stuff, and then I just never get around to it, and then I'm like, I'll catch it yes. later, and I'm not that motivated anymore. The hype has 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 burned off. It's gone. But I, Deadpool, that's one I. Yeah, I'm thinking. Eh, May just go check out again because I I had a really great time with that. I did too. Yeah. I had a really good time, and I think that I think that uh, the the trick for me is that I'm not uh, super invested in in the characters, uh, the the legacy of the comic. And uh, this was the same thing I felt about Deadpool the first one, but it feels like there are people who are, the, the movie was pretty hit and miss, and I'm not sure I'm not sure why. I don't understand why. I don't understand what this movie has uh, violated in somehow. But as a movie, I had a great time. It went to some places that I didn't expect, um, and um, and I, I really enjoyed it all the way to the very very end credits. Uh, where the universe has been cleansed, and uh, I, I just I was delighted by that sense of humor. This is talk about a guy who is, who's just you know, meant for the part. I, I think Ryan Reynolds is just terrific here. So great, great time for me. He has a lot of meta fun with with that uh, yeah. franchise, and you're right, that ending was really, was really a brilliant, <laughs> a brilliant little way to kind of tie all of that up. It was very fun. <laughs> it was really great, uh, really great. So I'm thrilled that I got to see that. And so then, uh, then we're catching up on Ocean Saw, Ocean's Eight, and uh, that's that's for next week. Mm-hmm. Well, I can top Deadpool too because I Do I've it. been doing this thing where I've been going back and and trying to watch every movie that that Steve has mentioned in any of his blog posts or oh, uh, any trailer rewinds or anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sorry I did that to you. Well, I feel like I, I know, wield secret power. If, okay, if, if, if you're talking about it, I feel like well, I should at least I should give okay. him the time of day and watch the movie. So I'm whereas even if you even if you clearly didn't watch it in the in what you wrote up, I'm still watching it. Oh, that's so why you I, watched Wolf Cop, right? That is why I watched Wolf Cop. Oh, good lord! Yes. I'm sorry I did that to you. That's like that's like from three years ago. I know that's how long it's taking me to finish uh, this project of mine. I think I have four movies left. Okay. Four so. movies left. Steve, you've got to hurry. I, Mention more things. <laughs> well, it's going to be five as soon as the Congress goes live. So Yes. Oh, yes. But yeah, Wolf Cop is, is a pretty terrible movie. But it's, uh, Of course it but is. But it is. It's so dumb fun. It's it's one of those movies that is super easy to watch if you have nothing else to do, like late night TV sort of thing. It's just bad but fun. So wait, that's, wait, that's, wait, that's did, about all I can say as a recommendation from that one. Wait, wait a minute. When was Wolf Cop mentioned? Wasn't that? I thought I could have remembered that as a trailer pick. From you, it, Andy. It was a trailer pick uh, way back when. I mean, the movie came and then out in Steve 2014. Saw it? No, no, no. I, I did a whole Steve blog post it. about it, and we mocked up. Some, my wife and I mocked up some posters 
Uh, That's right. I remember. Sort of the Wolf Cop universe. There was Wolf Cop and a Half, the Wolf Cop of Wall Street, uh, Wolf Cop, (laughs) Teen Wolf Cop, I think. It was just like there's a whole cinematic universe just waiting to be born around Wolf Cop, and it should be a a thing, but not really. And they they did manage to do a sequel to that one, but it never spun into Wolf Cop and a Half or the Wolf Cop of Wall Street, unfortunately. Well, that, what was it? It was just Wolf Cop 2, another Wolf Cop movie or something? Um, what was uh, the sequel called? Uh, I'll look it up. Hold on. I think it was yeah, just Wolf Cop uh, 2. Another wolf, uh, another wolf Cop 2 official trailer. That's what I'm seeing. Wolf Cop 2. Oh, another Wolf, wolf Cop. Wolf Cop 2, another Wolf Cop. Oh, okay. That's what it another Wolf Cop. That's what it was. Um, yeah. 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 And we, we don't need a third. Okay. Oh, come on. I don't know. I don't They're know. fun. It's terrible. <laughs> it's It really is a dumb movie, but it is dumb fun. It's easy to watch. And so I give it credit, even though I gave it one and a half stars. I still gave it a like. So it's, <laughs> it's hard to not. I had some not. quibbles with it, but it was five stars. <laughs> well, see what... Easy to watch. What needs to, I had some quibbles. What needs to happen is, see, I guess in the 80s, this would have been like a direct-to-video thing where you would have like... Kung Fury versus Wolf Cop or something like that, where just two like straight to video franchises that just found an audience, you'd have, you know, a merger between the two because there was, oh gosh, it was, uh, there were two horror movies. There was Dangerous Toys and Puppet Master. And I think there was a Puppet Master versus Dangerous Toys, you know, sort of thing back. And it must've been late eighties or early nineties. And that's just like, you know, the money just comes pouring in off of those, you know, cheesy <laughs> franchises. You just got to find well, a way to it, leverage it. Yeah. 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 Nowadays, they it's just smart. Uh, make those um, and and put them in theaters like the Aliens versus Predator, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. The entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Kung Fury versus Wolf Cop uh, IMAX release. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, well, what about you, Steve? You seen anything good? Like I have not been able to get out to the theaters. I was in, uh, I was out of town for a work-related thing in the early part of the week, and then just, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming out, waiting to see, but uh, have not had the time to to catch up. I'm I'm slacking off, but uh, we've got a lot. Of, there's a lot of good stuff that comes out like this weekend because you got. Yeah, I know it's a big. We, we got a tag what? coming out. Incredibles two. Is out. There's just yeah. I, I'm going to be up to my eyeballs in everything that's that's hitting the screens. Summer. Well, that's what here. I'm hoping. Yeah. What's your what for each of you? What is your Father's Day uh, film choice? Well, if it were up to me, I'd go to see Hereditary, but I don't think I can <laughs> effectively bring the fam to that. <laughs> oh, oh God! <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Annie. don't let that stop you. That's it's just, a family movie. In- <laughs> it's a family movie. Yes. <laughs> kids okay it's a movie about a family uh, not yeah, quite yeah. a family movie oh uh, my it's probably gonna be the incredibles too yeah what it'll be. yeah yeah i think they uh i think they officially uh th- that was that was excellent programming let's just say that yeah absolutely. outstanding programming. i think that's where we are too um steve you getting out on father's day is there a father's day tradition for a father's day movie no there isn't but we were talking about it the the my kids are so funny. They're like, Ocean's 8, but we haven't seen the other ones. We wanted to watch all three of the other ones first. I'm like, they're not connected. They're like, no, no, no. We, we, we just want to watch those first. I was like, okay. So we may be binging the Ocean's 
uh, 11, 12, and 13 sometime during the week as, as summer. Uh, Incredibles 2, they're both kind of like, eh, they're, you know, 16 and 18 now. They're feeling kind of like they want to step back from the kids' movie. So they're both like, we think we might want to go see Tag. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's that's cool with me. So we may be, may be doing that one. Oh, interesting. I, I Everybody around here likes the idea of Tag, but nobody's as excited about actually going to see the movie as I am. <laughs> I wonder what that says Let's about Let's be me. honest. We're just excited about actually starting up our own game. That's exactly what we've been talking about. Like, it's why didn't we do this 30 years ago? <laughs> There's still time. Lazy. We were just <laughs> lazy. <laughs> Let's do trailers. <laughs> well, I, I'm calling dibs since I, I'm doing the trailer comparison pick. <laughs> Oh jeez! There's a new rule. No, the A24 stroke. The the, the rule uh, is always Andy gets to make up rules. rules. Yes, that's. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you realized that by now, Pete? Oh, Andy. (laughs) All right, you get it. You win. So for my trailer pick, I'm going with Alpha, which is um, Albert Hughes's new movie. We uh, talked about this briefly uh, way back when, when we did our series on the Hughes brothers. At the time, um, the film was called The Salutrian which is a terrible name, and we agreed at the time. That was just a name that no one was going to go see that movie called The Salutrian. So they changed it to Alpha, which I guess people will go see. Um, but will they, Andy? Well, will I, they? I, it's it's a title I, I I should say that is more easy to draw people in than the Salutrian. <laughs> I guess that's what I was trying okay. to say right there. So <laughs> this film, um, I, I I sent you guys the two trailers. The first trailer came out a few weeks ago, and the second trailer came out a couple days ago. Um, and it was just such an interesting comparison as to how they are deciding to shift marketing for this film. The first trailer that came out a few weeks back was really kind of, I don't want to say darker, but it was more of an adult trailer. It, it was more of this story. It, this, this Basically, the story is this prehistoric um, uh, caveman story uh, taking place 20,000 years ago um, during a bison expedition where, where this group of cavemen are hunting this um, young man accidentally gets tossed off a cliff by a bison and is all alone and he befriends a wolf and uh, that's kind of the basics of the story as he then tries to survive and tries to figure out how to get home. Um, It looked interesting. It looked darker. It looked kind of like an interesting journey of this person and this wolf as they survive the elements, survive other other creatures like saber-toothed tigers and, and just the natural elements trying to survive. It, it looked interesting. The new trailer, trailer two that just came out gives a total shift to the movie. And now I feel like should I be bringing my kids to this movie? <laughs> it all of a sudden yes. it's, it's, it's playing. I, and I don't know the name of that song, but um, you guys probably do. Um, it's a very poppy, positive, happy song. And it's all about a boy and his dog. And this is where the, the whole idea of man's best friend begins and I was like, what just happened to this movie? Because it just took a complete 180 and all of a sudden my interest level just plummeted. So <laughs> what did you guys think? So so I saw them in the order you posted them, which was yeah. the first one, which is, yeah, it's like a venture of a boy and his, you know, feral wolf that he, you know, becomes friends with. And it's it, OK. So I want to know. 
who over there and a you know the management team for Imagine Dragons because that that's the song. So Imagine Dragons <laughs> is like cornering the movie trailer market apparently because it seems like what was this? It was what the Murder on the Orient Express. It's just they, they yeah. seem to have an in with some studio somewhere. But yeah, this first one I thought, oh, this seems very much like the family movie, and it's like, oh, he finds this injured wolf, and they you know he he you know feeds it and nurtures it and they become friends and it saves his life. And then like, yeah, and then we watch this. So I'm watching that with, with my kids and then they see the second one and we're all like, what is this? Cause it's like more focused on the, the kid and he's on the run because I don't know, I forget. Oh, he gets separated. Then like the, a pack of wolves is chasing him. So the reason that the wolf is injured is because it appears from the way the second or the first trailer, I guess it is, is was cut is that he's like bashed its leg to, because it's attacking him. And then, Oh, well now he's going to help it, you know, get better. So yeah, much darker story. So I don't, I don't know which movie to see. I don't know which one's coming to theaters. Well, and I I did it as a thought experiment (laughs) for you guys to watch uh, the second one first and then the first one to see if it, if it, if it made it all of a sudden feel like something you'd rather see rather than for me, it went the opposite (laughs) direction. So Pete, what'd you think of this one? I, uh, well, where do you guys stand on caveman movies in general? Like, you know, Quest for Fire, (laughs) Clan of the Cave Bear, like where, where, where do you sit? Because I feel like I need to, I need to set the bar here. (laughs) So I, I remember seeing, Oh my gosh, Quest for Fire, like on cable TV when I was maybe in eighth grade or something like that. And being blown away that there's a movie that's pretty much without dialogue. And that was the first time I'd encountered something like that. And that that's what stuck with me around that of a, a movie where there's, there's really no dialogue. I don't have a strong affinity for other caveman type movies. It's not a genre I seek out uh i think i also mm-hmm. saw the uh ringo star vehicle caveman on on cable oh, right. i love that one that's <laughs> there was that oh the giant God. bug scene i had that <laughs> yeah that's yeah so those are those are the two that i can think of off the top of my head i never saw a client of the cave bear I, yeah no the croods did you see the croods no i did not see that was the great croods. yeah that croods was great <laughs> okay. the croods was actually it, between that and the ringo star movie those are at the top of my list of of movies that are set in the prehistoric era i generally get what about super the Flintstones, bored man come on I, yeah see yeah. you're just you keep talking I'm about it yeah. no i i get i get i just don't have any interest in seeing these kinds of of movies and i see them i'm like oh god it, you know i'm it actually makes me nervous to go watch 2001 again because the whole like prehistoric time thing i am so bored i'm so bored so this movie either trailer you know the the one i watched second with the voiceover uh i was like okay i'm really done cuz now it's a prehistoric movie with a with a you know with a voiceover backstory like i'm I'm totally done and the story of the first man's best friend you know dog as pet set in the prehistoric era i I just i i'm I'm, i didn't connect with it i just didn't connect with it at all because i I look at my dog who's like sleeping with his junk in the air on his back and like (laughs) i'm like he would like not save me at all if i fell in a frozen lake i don't need to be reminded that over the last you know millions of years dogs have become 
far less useful than the first one. <laughs> it's all been downhill from there. Now he just licks his junk. So I, I'm really... I'm, I was not connected to either one of them, but man, you're right about the change in tone. And I, I too, I have no idea which movie is coming to the theater. So the which one, which was the second trailer? Was it the the second trailer the, was the Imagine Dragons song that that you want to take your kids to? So that was the first movie that I watched. The first trailer yeah, right, that I right. watched. So that was the second. The re- yeah, no, this movie, this movie is the is facing the marketing challenge. They changed the title of it. They can't figure out how to pitch it in the trailers. Like I totally, I, I and now, and I totally see why because I they have not connected with me yet. Yeah, and Cody Smith McPhee is an interesting actor, but I don't know if he's somebody who's yet like drawing crowds to the theater, no. right? Yeah, and so I feel like they are really struggling. It's a new production company. I think it's um, Studio Eight. This is their first film, um, so I think that they are in a position where they're really trying to figure out what they have and saying, "Well, let's let's you know let's find the right audience for this thing," because I, I don't think they've hit it yet. Plus, they yeah. had some legal trouble because I know when they were making this, they the production ended up getting investigated because five bison were um, allegedly killed for the making of the film. I don't know. Uh, what, is it because they resulted. actually ran them off oh, a cliff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that dark. resulted, but um, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, and, and then again, the the release dates shifted a bunch. It was supposed to come out September 2017, and then March 2018, and then September 2018, and now it's just been bumped up to August uh, 17th, 2018. So. I think it's going to be a mess, um, but it's Albert Hughes, and for that alone, it's really piqued my curiosity. I just don't know what the movie's going to be because of this mess of the marketing. You know what it makes me think? It's it's when Steve Martin is sitting with his fake cell phone in the restaurant uh, <laughs> trying to catch yes. Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> attention. That felt like Albert Hughes and how he got this movie made. You bring me Kit Ramsey, and you've got a you've got a go movie, a go picture, and I I feel like I I'm not sure which of the elements were made this a go picture, but I just can't imagine putting the kind of money that they put into this movie. Uh, I, I can't imagine what that conversation was like to make this a go picture. I, I just can't imagine them making it. I don't, I just don't see it. Well, plus they somehow managed to, to convince them also to shoot some of it with IMAX cameras. So I know so well, there's that. This, well, this, that's the, the, that's the nature the ultimate group thing yeah. uh, right here. Well, it's, it's to me the first, so that, that second trailer where it's, it's really seems to be about just, you know, Cody Smith McPhee and the, and the wolf had this feel of yeah to, it makes sense to be shot partially in IMAX because it, it feels like those uh it's like every year Disney has like one of those big nature documentaries like yeah. chimps and tigers and bears and wolves oh my, oh my. Oh yeah my. Uh, so it had that that feel where I just want to say first on that one I got <laughs> that you, you got dibs <laughs> it had that feel yeah. where it's like okay there's gonna be lots of just gorgeous shots of like the two of them walking across the plains or the frozen lake and you know it's it's about their struggle against nature. And so to me, that made sense that I would see that IMAX because it's really to capture just the beauty of nature out there where they were able to shoot these, these things. But then the first trailer that's more like there's a story about survival and fitting into your clan or whatever. I, 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 I much prefer the imagine dragons trailer, although I could remove the song. That type of film is a little bit more appealing to me because it's, a more, I guess a more naturalistic uh, plot of just the struggles of getting from point A to point B, sort of like uh, 
What was that? Uh, speaking of caveman movies, the what, the good uh, dinosaur, right? That was you know the, the yeah. kid and his dinosaur trying to get across. So it had that. That was feel. more the dinosaur and his kid. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The, the marketing trouble with this movie now is for for anybody who's seen both trailers. I imagine, and I, you know, I'll speak only for myself. I imagine the conflict is all of the sudden. I thought this movie was one thing. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen this other trailer and realize it's another thing. I thought I could have taken my kids to this movie, yeah. but now, of course, I can't because yeah. there yeah. are things in this movie that they didn't show me in the trailer. They have broken a promise uh, of what this movie actually is, and uh, I, I think that's going to make it even harder for the movie to find any sort of traction. Yeah, it's going to struggle no matter how you slice it. Oh, uh, well. And and don't forget the best Imagine Dragons tr- uh, trailer song that is out there right now, if one can say best, is uh, Friction. Right. Oh, the Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible Fallout yeah. trailer, which they so clearly wrote for Mission Impossible. You know, even if they didn't write it for it, they wrote it for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Steve, what's yours? Okay, so speaking of, of movies with like, I don't know, title issues or whatever, trying to find information about my trailer pick just you keep stumbling across things <laughs> and I kept having to check where I am. So I, I've got this, you know, so I, I am going to guess that, that writer director Stephen Knight is not a science fiction fan because why else would you name your film Serenity? Because you're just going to keep stumbling <laughs> across everything related to that entire uh, franchise and that, that movie. But this is my pick. So this is Serenity 2018 the story of a fishing boat captain whose past comes back to haunt him when his ex-wife tracks him down with a desperate plea for help. And here's where things get interesting in this description. Ensnaring his life in a new reality that may not be all that it seems. I don't know what that means, but this trailer caught my eye just from the get-go due to the ticking of the fishing line so you're out deep sea fishing you got those big reels and you set it up and it just slowly starts the line starts going out and just that little tick tick going as it plays under the trailer and as the ticking ramps up to build intensity as the tension in the story revealed in the trailer goes it to me it just worked really well as a trailer and then i've got Anne hathaway diane lane matthew mcconaughey jeremy strong jason clark jaman hansu the, so so many great names in this and writer director stephen knight i i have not seen Locke. that's one on my list of things that i do want to see but uh he also wrote burnt which jj and i talked about in trailer rewind he wrote uh, the next uh, Elizabeth Salander film, The Girl in the Spider's Web. Uh, so he's got that. Eastern Promises that he wrote. So he's a name that I, I think this, see him writing and directing it, which he also did with Locke, intrigues me. This is sort of that mind bender or maybe a con or something mysterious going on to question what's what's true and what's not. That's just my type of movie. Uh, so I'm really excited about this cast, this type of movie with this writer director handling it. I was much more into the trailer until I started reading their marketing copy. Like it just read it. You know, yeah. what it feels like like you bring up the serenity challenge. Yeah. It feels exactly like this is a marketing team that also works for BuzzFeed. And <laughs> they they say you have to name the movie Serenity because we're going to get a lot of drive by click traffic like <laughs> A lot of people will discover 
<laughs> right? Yes. And then just wait till our tagline. Three things happen in this movie. The second one will blow you away. Like, that's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> uh, it's like clickbait. This yeah. is the ultimate clickbait movie. And yet, the trailer actually looks uh, looks great. I, I'm super into the, the story and the thrill of it and, um, you know, things that happen on boats. Uh, the bar is set at... Um, um, Oh man, what was that great Australian movie that I love so much and I could never remember the name of it with uh uh Zane Billy Zane. Oh, Dead Calm. Dead yeah. Yeah, Dead Calm. I Dead the bar is set at Dead Calm. If they can even get in striking distance of how I felt about Dead Calm, uh this will be a great movie. I'll be honest, the trailer really didn't do anything for me. I watched the trailer and I agree I liked the ticking of the fishing line. But I was like, oh, this just looks so lowbrow. Like, why are all these people in it? And then I saw Stephen Knight. I'm like, oh, okay, well, now I'll see it. Uh, but but it's it's weird because it just didn't seem like something um, that uh, would draw me in otherwise. So I'm, I'm curious about this one more than excited. Okay. Well, your curiosity will be satisfied on October 19th when this comes out in theaters. So I guess we'll, we'll have to see how this one uh, – this one plays out over the, and it's, it's to me odd, the trailer coming out this far in advance for this. I think they're banking on the, the cast, those names generating buzz because usually smaller films like this, you, you don't get a lot of lead time. They sort of maybe a month or so out. This is what four months away. Uh, so long lead time on this one to, to generate some, some hype and buzz on this, I think based on the cast. So we'll see how this one plays out. I just have yeah. to ask you guys, did yeah. you know that Stephen Knight was one of the creators of who wants to be a millionaire? <laughs> well, that now like, it, totally that, changes my perception. Yeah, totally wait, wait, can, can, I, yeah. can I phone a friend before answering? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pete. No. What's your trailer? All right, my trailer is Billionaire Boys Club comes out uh, later this summer uh, from director James Cox, uh, writers James Cox, and Captain Mosner. And you might think that that's the reason that I chose this movie, because it was written by a guy whose first name is actually Captain. <laughs> but no, it's not. I picked this movie because it stars Kevin Spacey as actual Kevin Spacey. And uh, <laughs> I feel like it is worth noting that Kevin Spacey gets a movie again. And just, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go back to the theaters, Kevin Spacey is in a movie. <laughs> and... He play he plays a character that you would think maybe he wouldn't want to play oh. given the kinds of things that he's in trouble with for that he got in trouble for like he just this is a movie about jerks it's a movie about jerks if you liked the wolf of wall street maybe you'll like this movie um I don't know many people who will like this movie if that's the if that's where the bar is set. Uh, stars Taron Egerton, Emma Roberts, and uh, uh, of course the aforementioned Kevin Spacey, Suki Waterhouse is in it. Ansel Elgort, Baby Driver himself, is in it. Carrie Elways, Carrie Elways is in it, and he plays Andy Warhol. <laughs> Come on! Oh no! <laughs> like oh. these are so many words I just never would have expected to to use. Uh, in a sentence, I remember when this book came out. It's based on the book Billionaire Boys Club. It's a true story and, uh, about terrible people, and uh, it, it's everything that you don't want to believe about uh, the American financial system and its contribution to the global financial system. Uh, it it kind of makes me sick in my mouth, and still. Uh, Carrie Elway. You know who else is in it? Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson is in this movie, you guys. Rosanna Arquette is in this movie, you guys. Come on. Yep. Uh, I don't know how I, I look at this movie and I'm so curious and so angry at the same time. 
because it, I feel like this is a, a poorly timed film for everybody, <laughs> given where we are <laughs> right now. But uh, I don't know. What would you think? It's. Did you know that this is just a full circle for Kevin Spacey <laughs> and uh, Christopher Plummer? Oh, no. Kevin Spacey in high school actually played Captain Von Trapp in a high school play. No. <laughs> Andy, I feel like he that should have been... role. <laughs> that should have been a part of the lore of the joke way earlier than now. I know. How is it that we just found that out? I don't know, but now uh... we know and it'll forever be in our heads. <laughs> oh my gosh. This this is an interesting... I watched this trailer and it surprisingly reminded me quite a bit of uh, the movie that's in theaters right now called American Animals, which is about, uh, you know, uh, bored rich kids uh, trying to make a lot of money. In that case, they're trying to steal a painting. But it's it's the same sort of premise. You know, it's these these not likable characters doing not likable things. And it's it makes it harder to kind of connect with the characters. You know, it's, it's very much the anti-hero vibe. Um, although... Oddly enough, it's a perfect trailer to pick during our Ocean series because it's basically a series about bank robbers um, or thieves. So, um, you know, I can't imagine I'm going to watch this movie. The only thing that does excite me about it is that it has uh, Taron Egerton and Ansel Elgort in it. And I think they're both interesting people, plus Emma Roberts. And, I mean, you know, I always did enjoy Kevin Spacey, despite his uh, issues, obviously. Uh, Like you said, the cast is great. I love Carrie Elwes. So... I don't know. I'm very curious about this one. I don't know if it's something that I will uh, watch. If I do, it's going to be something that I would rent. But it's yeah, it, it's interesting though, and it certainly is a true story that uh, has piqued my curiosity. You know, it it sort of remind me. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of like um, less than zero, right? You have the stars who are the young stars who have uh, big slash growing names at the time, and you throw them all in a movie and make them. Uh, you know, and have them stretch to be those sort of unlikable characters, right? And um, that, that's kind of the feel I got from this one. I don't yeah, know. So I, you have the corner of the market. I, on okay, movies. so the, as I watched this, I said, I think the conversation that happened was it's going to be Wolf of Wall Street meets 21. The the Kevin Spacey kids playing uh, poker or no, tw- black, yeah, no, right. not poker, blackjack, 21. Which is Wolf of Wall Street. Interesting story about, you know, unlikable people based on a true story. 21 based on a true story. And as I recall was, eh, went from eh to hot mess. And Kevin Spacey, to me, I just said, oh, he's just playing the same character in Billionaire's Boys Club. He's just, I, yeah. you know, so it it just sort of hits there at the median then of like between a really great movie and one that's ultimately forgettable. And I feel like this one's going to fall in the middle. It may have some great moments with some strong performances, but ultimately I don't care. And it's going to be unforgettable because there's nothing about this trailer that that's urging me, compelling me to go see this movie. It felt like aside, if I changed the cast, it would be like, Back in the 90s, one of the ABC Saturday movie event of the week uh, made for TV thing. I just don't I don't care. I know it's a true story, but I have no desire to see these unlikable people doing unlikable things. Although it seems that, yeah, things don't go their way. Well, good. Yes, that's That's (laughs) we've got a character that says, like, the difference between making a lot of money and a Ponzi scheme is all how it ends or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, this was a story that I've never really been that intrigued by because 
it just seems like arrogance, ego, and whatever run amok, and they they benefit from it. And you have to bring something different to it, like Wolf of Wall Street. You've got Martin Scorsese, you know, to to bring that, to craft that into art. And I don't think that the the captain and Mr. Cox can pull that off with this. So I, I don't know that they've earned that. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you said that because it actually was a TV miniseries in '87, and <laughs> Judd, Nelson, yeah. Judd Nelson played one of the the young boys, and now he's playing that boy's father in this version. <laughs> Um, so, but it's also interesting. They actually shot this back in 2015. Um, and so I think that this is just one of those films that got hit by the Kevin Spacey, uh, issues and they've been kind of sitting on the shelves, like biding their time going, is it, is it okay to release it now? You know, hoping that at some point they can make some of their money back because they don't have the kind of, uh, the, the kind of cachet to be able to reshoot. Yeah. <laughs> right. no. Or yeah, you know. just to replace them with uh, Christopher Plummer through the whole Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, uh, anyway, it's uh, I, I actually remember the uh, the uh, miniseries. My dad was super into it at the time. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it's uh, it's just grim and it's the it's about the worst in people. So you, too, can learn about the worst in people on August 17th, 2018, when it hits theaters or don't. You know, whatever. <laughs> the 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 greatest thing that came out of discussing this trailer is that it is a discussion of Taron Edgerton, who is in it, and uh, just noting that he has been picked to play Elton John in 2019's Rocket Man, uh, story of Elton John's life, which seems a little weird, but uh, I actually uh, I think he's uh, I think he's going to be great, and I know he's a big fan of Elton John, and uh, so that that maybe they uh, formed a bond on Kingsman too. <laughs> Oh, Kings, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and didn't he say he sang uh, I'm Still Standing and Sing, uh, right? So he's got a little uh, Elton John going for him. There it is. Let's do the lists. So for this <laughs> week, uh, we talked about Ocean's 12, everybody's favorite Ocean's movie. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that was just me. No, no, and, and, uh, and, 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 and me. So, and to, uh, are right. you yes, kidding? We're, we're no, in the majority I, I, here. I, I am an is island. Yeah, no, no, you're not. Andy and I are an island because we're the only ones that see the. Okay, so d- d- briefly, just touch <laughs> on one it. thing. Gonna, no, 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 just, no, 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 no. Just, just jumping brief. into the middle of the intro of the segment. Yes, I this. just have to say, there's, and this is something that I mentioned, and then Ben Lott responded because I said, this comes back to the whole like Bruce Willis thing that everybody has issues with. I said, to me, the, the genius, and it's, I'm sure it was just this. Little spark that was there is that Julia Roberts' husband is named Danny. So to me, when Bruce Willis asks her, How's Danny? I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Just, you know, Tess is married to Danny. Julia Roberts is married to a Danny. That's just, to me, really clever to, to play with that. And then Ben's like, Oh, I didn't know that inside joke. I'm like, Well, then did that scene not make sense to you of why Bruce would ask her about Danny? He's like, Yeah, that confused me. And I thought, that's to me, there's all these little things where maybe they are inside jokes and maybe that's creating distance between the audience and, uh, you know, the film. But it was little things like that that really I thought as smart and clever and made me just appreciate it. It was like the little, you know, candy sprinkles on the top that just like added a little extra <laughs> to this movie of like, if you're, you're going to have her play Julia Roberts, but then you're going to have bring in what you know about Julia Roberts to the story that yes makes it that much better and to me i will admit first time i saw it i was struggling with it but on rewatching it 
a second, third, and fourth time over the past however many years. I've I just really, really love this one. Yeah. Yeah. I so have there. I have nothing to say <laughs> yeah. other than I wish I had more candy sprinkles. Yeah. <laughs> They're on their way. They're on, exactly. Well, back to the list. So so Ocean's Twelve was our movie this week, and uh we gave everybody a few options over on the uh the uh uh, Discord channel, movies taking place in multiple cities, train heists or family reunions, and it ended up being train heists as the list of choice for our listeners. So um, that's what we're doing. Who, who, who came up with these categories? Well, it was mostly me because nobody, <laughs> nobody else was throwing anything my way. Steve, you threw a few options I, my way. I, 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 I appreciate no, that. No, I, I did, but I was like, well, you gotta, when you guys pick a series like that, it makes it really challenging to come up with list topics. So I. Well, because the, yeah, yeah, it's like the same thing over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, so it does right. make it uh, difficult. We okay. can't wait for the next two serious sets of lists. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Vegas. Well, I think uh, because you did, uh, you have uh, totally change the rules in your favor i think you get to go first right andy okay i'll take it (laughs) Uh, why would i pass that up so for my first uh pick of uh movies with train heists i went with um a really fun fun movie that um that largely was a shift for a franchise and it is of course fast five this uh film um is really kind of the point where the movie series goes from uh car uh you know uh racing movies to heist movies and everything kind of has this big old shift um and um you know i enjoyed the street racing elements of the films but this you know, now that it's kind of gone into this heist direction i think it's certainly grown in popularity and i certainly have become a much bigger fan of the franchise um the specific train heist in this film happens i believe it's pretty early on if not the first thing in the film um that you have uh, Dom, Mia, and Brian um, getting onto a uh, uh, going down to Rio and uh, joining up with one of their friends, Vince, and some other people, and they have to steal three cars out of this train. And so it's this this big thing that they're trying to you know, get these cars out, and they do, and it it turns into a whole thing, a great chase and cars going off of. Uh, big bridges and all sorts of fun stuff so um it's a very fun movie it's and that's not even the best action sequence i would say the best action sequence is later in the film when they're stealing the safe out of the uh, police station but um (laughs) largely it's a very fun movie and this was a really fun scene watching the train heist so that's my first pick i liked it too (laughs) (laughs) and i'm taking it that wasn't a steal no, no, it was not a steal for no, me. I, no, I, I'm struggling. I really struggled to put a list together. And I was, I, I binged like the first, I don't know how many, five or, or six trying to get caught up because I saw the first one when it first came out. And then when the franchise sort of stumbled, I didn't, you know, pay attention. But yeah, you mentioned the safe. Yeah, that, <laughs> those scenes where I thought, we're in cartoon land with this, with this franchise now, and I'll be okay with that. Oh, it totally is. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd only seen that one once. But, yeah, now that you mentioned it, I thought, oh, yeah, that is a, okay. The, the train heist stealing the cars off of it. Yeah. No, I, yeah, this is, this is, yeah, when it, it really found its footing in, in sort of re- reinventing itself as a franchise. And it has, you know, just really embraced what it is, which is just, you know, ridiculous, you know, action sequences, but in a really fun way. So, no, that's a, that's a great, great pick. 
All right, Steve. So what's your first one? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I'm looking at lists and I'm like, I just don't watch movies with trains in them, I guess. I don't know if that's just (laughs) something I need to, need to catch up on. So I, my, so there's, since, since heist is a crime, mine really relates to crimes on trains, not so much necessarily heist because it's just, I couldn't find that many that I had seen. So I'm going to start with the classic, um, I'm going to go back to 1951's Strangers on a Train, screenplay by Raymond Chandler, starring Farley Granger and Robert Walker, because this is about a crime that gets instigated on a train. Yes, it's really, really weak connection to our category. But uh, this came to mind because uh, I think over on Discord, Stephen Smart mentioned uh, watch or somebody somebody just recently watched uh, Rear Window, which just got me in a Hitchcock frame of mind. And I think I may have to read you know, rewatch a whole bunch of Hitchcock this summer, but Strangers on a Train to me is just one of those great classic films. Uh, we've got a, two guys that agree to commit a crime uh, for each other so that each will benefit. And this is just one of my favorite, one of my top five Hitchcock films. Plus That's it ended one. up um, uh, resulting in one of my favorite comedies, Throw no, from the Train. No, which, no. Which absolutely I, is brilliant. I, I, refu- I, love I refuse to watch that movie because... <laughs> I, uh, I worked in a video store at the time that that came out on video, and this was when there was lots of marketing and promotional stuff for movies coming out on video. And so we had one of these. It was um, Anne Ramsey, and it was a big cardboard cutout of her. There was a button you could push, and it would it would be her voice recorded, and it would just be <laughs> saying things. And anybody that walked in the store would push that dang button, and it would just be like, be like, you know. Just her gruff voice saying mean and insulting things. And it was just like, we want to take the battery out of that thing. Just horrible. This movie comes with a trigger warning. It does. I can't. I can't. I find, you know, she's in Goonies. That's great. That's entire. But this, no, there's just, I have, it's. Oh, it's such a funny movie. Uh, you're missing, you're missing out on one of the great joys in life. Plus, I, it's just such a fun, it's a fun, nonsensical spoof of uh, Strangers <laughs> on a Train, which is a great movie. Right. I, I, it's not, it's a little stretched, like you said, for the heist film, yeah. but I think that it's, it, there's still a crime. So I'll. <laughs> Let's uh, just say, uh, if you liked Ocean's 12, you'll love Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> I hate you, Pete Wright. I hate you so oh, much. All right. My <laughs> my first pick. I'm going to go back even further oh. in time. Uh, this is not uh, – I'm going to start with something that is not one of my favorite train heist movies because I don't have a lot of those. But it's a movie you should take 10 minutes to watch because it is uh, the first great train robbery. It's a silent film. Uh, it happened in 1903 it was made. And uh, it's only about 10 minutes. And the whole thing is on YouTube. And you should go watch it because it started it all. Uh, and, you know, it is surprisingly uh, violent. <laughs> there's some there's some beatings and bashings and um, lots of uh, black and white people running on and off a train. It, it is really it, it's it's a hold up, but old school hold up where uh, the masked robbers show up, get everybody off the train and steal everything in their purses and wallets. Like it's it's kind of lowbrow. There's no big safe. There's no um, you know, they're they're not. They they do separate the train and and get away on train. But the thing to note is that at the very, very, very end of the movie, uh, there is a shot of a one of the gangsters shooting his gun directly into the camera. 
And apparently that was a thing that absolutely shocked audiences because he shoots it into the camera. And then it's like he actually shot the camera. I don't know if they actually shot the camera, if, they, if this was goofed, but um, they uh, but the, the film goes all wonky and then it stops. I have seen that shot in so many film retrospectives mm-hmm. uh, that I and I never knew what it was from until I sat down and watched uh, the Great Train Robbery. I, I'd never placed it, and so if you've never seen it, you should watch it so you know where it comes from. Uh, it is, in fact, the Great Train Robbery, nineteen oh three. Well, I assume you guys have seen it. Uh, no. Oh yeah. No. Well, I, I took have, film uh, history, yeah. so I, I saw a lot yeah. of these sorts of things. But right. this film also, um, you know, it was very um, uh, much a starting place for a lot of techniques like cross cutting. It was one of the first films to actually cross cut between a couple different scenes. They did a lot of location shooting, um, mm-hmm. a lot of camera movement. Um, so there were a lot of things happening in this. Plus, you know, there was some obviously some nice color tinting, which was popular at the time. Um, so it's it's a great uh, a great pick, I think. And it's a, a really good uh, example of kind of, you know, how storytelling really got started instead of just, you know, watching people arrive at a train station, which up to that point, a lot of the early films were things like, you know, a life of an American fireman or, or you know, a train arrives at the station and it's right, not, right. not as interesting storytelling. But this really kind of began that whole storytelling element. So, yeah. Solid so pick. it's in the it's in the show notes. If you if you click on the link over there, it doesn't take you to the trailer or anything. You just go watch the whole thing. It's on YouTube. It's uh, yeah, it's worth checking out. I'll watch it right now. So I'll get back to you guys in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <I'll talk laughs> to you in 10 minutes and three seconds. All right, Andy, what's your next pick? My next pick is a um, uh, it's a long, long title. Uh, it's the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Was that a steal? Uh, it was a steal of mine from a very early sat mat because I love this movie so, so much. Ah, uh, this but is not a today. really interesting Western uh, directed by Andrew Dominic um, that he also wrote. Um, it, it's it largely is kind of a, you know, a telling of this bit in history with Jesse James and Robert Ford and their relationship, which is just a stunning, stunning film to watch. Uh, a lot of that is because the uh, cinematography um, is just beautiful. Roger Deakins did some amazing work with the bleached bypass and everything, just making this just an incredible film to look at. But, uh, and I should say, and including the the train robbery, which happens uh, right at the beginning when they're they're robbing this train at night, and it's incredibly dark, and the scene is largely lit by the lanterns that the the characters are carrying. And the the big headlight on the train, and it's just beautiful, and it's black, it's just inky, and it's it's just incredible to watch. Um, and of course, the train robbery, you know, they I just my recollection is they just it hardly has anything on it. It has some money, but it's just a tiny bit of what they thought it was going to be, and it just kind of uh, you know sets things in motion, kind of for the direction of the rest of the story, really. Um, uh, but it's, it's an amazing film. It's one that I, I really need to go watch again because I really enjoyed it. But, uh, that's my second pick. I love this movie so, so much. <laughs> I, I have not, I really, do. I have not seen this movie so, so much because I was going because to... they had this standee of Brad Pitt. You push the button and he would talk. <laughs> he would shoot at you. Uh, no, it's on my list of things to see, but then I had heard that there was going to be sort of an extended director's cut. That was going to be coming oh. out. So I thought, oh, well, maybe I'll wait for that. But this is one of these probably never going to happen things. So now I'm like, okay, I will I just have to find a 
whatever three hour block of time to sit down and watch this, which is a movie I so desperately want to watch. Just have not had the the opportunity to sit down and, and watch this. But it's everything tells me I should be loving this movie. I just haven't had a chance to love it yet. I think you would. And yeah. I think that I think time has been kind to this movie. When it first came out, I think there were I, I don't think it was as well received as it should have been. Um, and I, I think, you know, history over the last 10 years has actually been really, really kind to it. And I think the people that I talked to about it, uh, you know, have have really grown to love it, even though they didn't didn't love it when it first came out. So I think it's great. Casey Affleck and, and uh, uh, Brad Pitt are just terrific. So absolutely. Yeah. All right, Steve. Uh, yep. All right, let me let me let me reach into a hat and 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 pull something out <laughs> here of my my very few train related movies because I don't think okay. Well, what what do you mean by heist? <laughs> well, a heist uh, technically stealing, stealing so, goods so, or your heart, Steve. Whatever you choose. <laughs> okay, I am gonna go. Okay, I think this sort of is is closer. I'm getting closer with this one. Uh, 2011, Jake Gyllenhaal on a train with only eight minutes to find a bomber on the train. Source code. <laughs> he's trying to find something that he needs to get off of the train. So he's on the train. There's something he needs to find and get it off the train. He's trying to take something that doesn't belong. Trying to take something that's not his and get it off the train. The bomb or the bomber, those things. Source code. Because I do not watch movies. Apparently, I have. there's lots of movies out there about train heists. I just haven't seen them. Oh, dear. Well, that's a fantastic movie. I love it. I, I, I think it's a real yes. more of a stretch than Strangers on a Train. But just the fact that we get to talk about it more, I'll give it to you. Because I really enjoy this movie. I still think that they uh, they stole my idea from my short film. But <laughs> Oh, that's right. I forgot about this is a sore spot for Andy. Yeah. It no, it's, it's really not. I think they did a much better job than I ever would have been able to do. So. Uh, great pick. Uh, okay, then. My uh, in the spirit of keeping my list uh, using very, very few different words in my list. My second pick is also the great train robbery uh, <laughs> from I can't believe that this is not a steal yet. This is Sean Connery and uh, Donald Sutherland. And honestly, this was the first thing I thought of when I saw uh, train heists, be- because we've just been talking about Michael Crichton books uh, in the discord chat. And uh, this is one of those uh, based on. Uh, the uh, novel by Michael Crichton. And it, it's Sean Connery with just gorgeous brown hair and a weird, I think, fake beard, which is weird because he doesn't, he can grow a beard. Um, but it does not look right. Uh, but Donald Sutherland is in it. And I just had a pick from Donald, Donald Sutherland where he was just fantastic and, and another movie that Andy hated. And uh, so I decided I wanted it. There's too many things that came back to saying, Pete, you have to pick The Great Train Robbery 1978. Uh, it is a story of in Victorian England. Uh, we have Sean Connery um, is going to steal a bunch of gold bars. And he's debonair and funny and um, Leslie and Down is the love interest and uh, it's charming and I haven't seen it in a long time so maybe my memory is jaded a little bit but I sure uh, loved revisiting the clips I was watching of it this morning great train robbery I've never seen it yeah never oh you should totally see it never never seen it It, it's a it's over the six star rating on IMDb so you're probably okay totally and it was directed by Michael Crichton and yeah no I just 
Nope. Like I said, apparently have a unknown aversion to train movies. I, d- I don't know. This is everything tells me I should see that should have seen this movie, but yeah, just as I went through my list, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah never saw that one. Never saw that one. Yeah. You, Apparently, so you, it was yeah. uh, released in the UK as the first Great Train Robbery. Mm. Yes. But in the US, just the Great Train Robbery. Which is a lot. we had plenty because, of Great Train Robberies. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's a great director. Actually, weirdly, maybe one of the better adaptations because it's so lightweight. Like, there's, it's it's material that's uh, that's pretty forgiving. But again, I need to watch it again to, to you know, because it's it's been too long. And I think, but you know. We'll see if if my memory has done service, but um, you know it's Sean Connery. You can't. You, how how wrong can you go with Sean Connery? Just how wrong? Don't answer that. <laughs> I think the Andromeda Strain is the only film of his that we've talked about, or a film that he's written, right? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Or yeah. from his from his material, I think so. Why do I have such a memory of us doing a series of Michael Crichton stuff? It's- I don't know. It's for that, we might have done a it's that other series of yeah secret podcasts that you're editing on the side where you've just stopped. right now I'm actually editing it right, right now. now. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, that's why I'm, I'm having a hard time paying attention to what I'm saying because I'm that's editing so that show. All right, let's do it. What's what's the next pick? My final pick is uh, it's a train heist movie that you both really need to watch, uh, or, or at least I'm, I'm sure Steve hasn't because yeah. it sounds like he hasn't actually no. watched any movies that have trains in them. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen it, uh, Pete. I don't know, but it's it's a really, uh, really wonderful John Frankenheimer movie from 1964 called The Train. That is, um, it's a great uh, war film. It's uh, Burt Lancaster, um, Paul Schofield, uh, Jean Moreau, and um, it, it's kind of really more about the French resistance during World War II. And it's this, uh, it's a train heist. It's kind of. It's it's a tricky thing to call a train heist, but it kind of is because you have these Germans who are taking all of these stolen art pieces um, by train from France to Germany, led by this German colonel played by Schofield, um, and uh, Lancaster is, ends up being becoming a part of the French resistance to help uh, help the the rest of the resistance kind of steal these trains back from the Germans so they don't get them. And it's it's a very kind of elaborate plan that they have to put in place to kind of trick these Germans and get these paintings back. Um, they you know they have their their people uh, like he he puts the train on a different track and they have people run, like going ahead of them, changing the signs and everything so that the Germans think they're heading to Germany even though they're really kind of circling back to Paris and stuff. Um, and and it just kind of keeps going from there. Um, it's. You know, Frankenheimer, we've talked about on the show before, he's a really exciting director, and this is kind of one of his more understated films, maybe something that's not as well known as a lot of his bigger films, but it's a really fantastic film and definitely worth watching. So uh, that is my final pick. It's on the list. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Definitely check it out, you guys. Yeah. Really really interesting. All right, Steve. (sighs) Okay. Other random train-related movie for the list. Uh, This one is about... (laughs) This one's about a, about a, it takes place on a train, and uh, what what what's what's the word when when something when something keeps going and somebody's it, heart gets stolen and it and the the train's <laughs> going the, the train's going and oh what's the word where you can't stop the train um, runaway no. train <laughs> runaway no, no, train no, no, no. Uh, this this one is not unstoppable Pete which I 
know that you was that you that couldn't find the word for unstoppable <laughs> it was me yes it was me i knew where you were going i wasn't going to give you the satisfaction but it's not unstoppable this is another movie about a train that can't stop and, and shouldn't stop because there's a zombie outbreak everywhere and i'm talking about train to Busan, which is a great zombie movie a great train movie there's no heisting of anything anywhere but it is a nice closed space movie on a train about surviving on the train and avoiding all the dangers of the zombie outbreak on the train because I just I threw my hands up in the air and said can't do this list it's not possible with the movies I've seen <laughs> it's truly true you failed everyone <laughs> yes I did <laughs> so I picked favorite that train movies really funny. so there we go <laughs> That's what? awesome, but and and a, a great pick, and uh, I feel like we mentioned that one on the show because we wanted to do it, uh, but it's it's it is definitely. I feel one like that it's come up on a list or something. It's, oh, it's yeah. such a great movie. Yeah, it's such a great movie. Uh, all right, well, it it's a good enough pick, but man, tough tough drawing for you today, Steve. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I my final pick. Uh, I am. I, more than the great train robbery in 1978 i am blown away that i was able to get out of nine movies that this is the very last pick it is sam peckinpah's 1969 film the wild bunch uh and i i this is uh this is again this is one of those uh father-son movies this is my dad introduced me to this movie and uh it is uh, it's been close to my heart ever since uh it stars all of the people that you would expect in a movie like this william holden ernest borgnine uh, robert ryan uh, edmund o'brien warren oates uh it is uh the story of an aging group of outlaws who are trying to make their way in this modern, modern world. And there are some really funny, charming scenes when they see the first car, <laughs> for example, I think is really uh, great. But it's mostly known for its uh, its violence. It is absolutely um, characterizing these guys, do you know, trying to get by any way they can. And any way is not always, um, you know, uh, charming and nice and sweet. Uh, they're, they are bad people. Uh, and uh, it is a great movie. It's a great movie about bad people. It's a fantastic Star movie. Starring all Kevin Spacey. He's actually, it's only <laughs> Kevin Spacey in this. They're going to make a remake and it's all face replacement of Kevin Spacey. So anyway, sorry, Andy, go ahead. It's a it's a fantastic Peck and Paw movie. And the train robbery is really fun, too. And they're trying to steal all those weapons off the train. So oh, I don't remember uh, the robbery part of that. It's been a long time since I've seen it. So they're I, trying to steal all the weapons for the Mexican Revolution or something. Oh, yeah. okay. right. It's right. been a long time, so it did not really... Because there were there were movies that showed up as in my search that I was like, oh yeah, three ten to Yuma. I'm like, there's no train heist. That's just getting a guy to a train. And so I think I saw a Wild Bunch on a list of like train movies, but I did not recall an actual heist in that. So that's that, the, you yeah. know that's that's funny. It's a it is deceiving because so the movie is about so so much more right. than the yeah. than the actually robbery on the train. Uh, but but uh, yeah, oh, there's a good it, train heist sequence. Yeah. No, as long as there's a sequence in there where they're stealing things, which yep. I couldn't come up with. So I hats off to you, and uh, definitely one I probably need to revisit after I get to all the other train movies. <laughs> all the train movies. <laughs> I was really tempted to put. Uh, well, I, that was that was on my short list. I was torn between that and uh, assassination of Jesse James, but I went with that one instead. Um, but I was torn about uh, taking of Pelham one two three because that was close to being on my list. But I'm like, well, they're kind of 
kind of just holding the train hostage. It's not really a heist. I was a little torn. I, if I, I swore. Didn't you guys talk about one of those movies on the show? No, we haven't. Was that is that no. is that just been? We've talked about talking. You've about talked it. about yeah, doing like exactly. like as a movies in their remake yeah, thing. That, oh, exactly. Uh, okay. Because exactly. I I was that, yeah. Nick and Ben keep pushing for that. And, okay. Uh, yeah. it, inevitably, we'll get to it. We just uh, we haven't. Yet. Okay. I the 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 only one so that I did have uh I did have a steal it was strangers on a train um I was you know I feel like somebody had to bring up Hitchcock even though that was going to be a stretch however the only movie that didn't make it on my list uh that I I sort of regret is Silver Streak uh, <laughs> I think we've talked about talking about that one too uh it is the uh, I I think the I don't remember a, a lot of the the heisty part um, but there is the, the, the they're looking for what something like the Rembrandt papers or something that's uh, that that this group of thugs want to get off of the train Jaws. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, I, anyway, I don't remember it well enough, yeah. and so I I ducked it. Uh, good list, guys. Wow, this is so much better than uh, than I expected it to be. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for your kind words, Pete. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, the bar was so, so low. <laughs> I have no idea what we're going to do next week. Uh, that ought to be a real treat. Yeah, um, that will be a treat. It'll be something. Yeah, it'll be something. <laughs> Uh, well done. So uh, we are we're doing uh, on the main show. We're doing uh, Ocean Thirteen this this yep. week. Yeah. Uh, and on the uh, you got a trailer rewind coming up. Steve? Yes, the Congress with uh Rob the Congress, the Congress with Robin Wright. It's uh JJ's very excited about because it, it's very much one of these trippy mind bender type of things. So last I talked with him, he was he hadn't seen it yet, but I told him it was gonna twist his brain around and he just got all all giddy about it. So oh, yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah, it, this is it's out there. Right in his corner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then of course we've got uh Jurassic World. Um Right, coming yeah, up, that's coming uh, up uh, next weekend. Next week, dinosaurs, yeah, next weekend. So that's di- dinosaurs. Uh, so, Andy, to prepare for that, are you walk, are you walk are you watching like all the Jurassic Park movies to just get yourself like amped up to for this one? That seems like something you would do. Would be like I gotta rewatch the whole. <laughs> I gotta watch all four of the other ones to get all set for the new one. I don't think I need to do that. Okay. I, I feel like I've seen them enough. It would be fun to do, but uh, you what? know, I'm so buried in so many other things. Okay, I don't oh, know goodness. if the kids, if your kids were, I don't because they're. Well, it's funny because have they seen all of them? They they, they did. They've you, seen a good number okay. of them, and they're always excited about them. They really enjoy Jurassic World, but they watched both kids watched the trailer for Fallen Kingdom, and they both said that they don't want to see it because it looks too scary. Oh, like it feels like they took a, an interesting turn with this one. That like I think it's the dinosaur coming into the kid's bedroom, like yeah. that. Terror. I, I think honestly, that's the thing that that set them both off. They don't want to see it. So I I think that was maybe a mistake to uh, to throw into this one because it's something that's gonna uh, scare the kids too much. It's it's funny. My I, I I can't. My son, my younger, is not. Um, he's. I don't know if he's he's probably is scared of that, but didn't tell me. Uh, my daughter is sixteen, and she saw the trailer, and she said, "Eh, maybe I'll wait." So I, I don't know if that's telling either because yeah. she's super into to these movies, and this one I, I just didn't didn't grab her. Um, it, it's not. I don't. Is it getting okay? Uh, press so far since it's opened up already in a lot of places. That's a good question. Um, over on IMDb, 
it has so far a uh, 6.7. Oh, well, that's 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 of, not great, but it could be worse. I get, for me the issue is I just don't know what this is. That it's another Jurassic yeah. movie, and yeah, they're blowing up the island. So I'm like, okay, so what? Yeah, I just don't know what to make of it. So that's well. It looks like yeah. uh, honestly, it looks a lot like you know what they did with the, the, uh, the second, second Jurassic Park right, movie, yeah. where it's like let's take them to the mainland right. and, and have yeah. that whole thing all over again. Yeah, um, Jurassic World was a seven point just to give you a, a oh, okay. context of yeah. the star ratings over nine. Okay, it's a six point two uh, average rating on Rotten Tomatoes, sixty percent. It's not a splat yet. Okay. Uh, so that's, you know, that's something. Um, the Lost World was 6.5, though. So that still is rated mm-hmm. lower. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so that's coming up. I'm I'm looking forward to hearing you, uh, Andy, and, and uh, Tommy uh, talk about it in particular. I think you guys are the, you're the bulls on the dinosaurs. I do quite enjoy the franchise, yeah. um, as silly as it can be sometimes. Uh, you know, what can I say? I like right. dinosaurs. Nice job today, gents. Thanks so much for your uh, <laughs> thanks so much for your time. Thank you everybody for downloading and listening to the show. We appreciate your support over on Patreon. You guys are the best. And uh, uh, that's all. That's all we've got. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Hondo. Andy's not even going to say goodbye. Anymore. I'm not even going to say just... it because it's like no. I don't have anything. I don't get a special <laughs> Hondo. I've got the I've got the good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> That's all I got. That's the end. That's all of the interaction we had. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.